Hello everybody and welcome to In or Out with Connor Dean. I'm Connor Dean and in the last episode we talked a little bit about preparation and how you can better prepare for things. So in this episode we're going to talk about something that you can prepare for, which are tournaments. Now I love tournaments because it's a way for me to do the things I love to do while also showing how much I've learned throughout my practices. Now for tennis specifically, when you play a tournament, you can play either singles, doubles, or mixed doubles, and your wins and losses help to raise or lower your UTR, which is your universal tennis rating. This universal tennis ranking is a way to show how much you have improved in the sport and how much experience you have in it. It helps to show how good people are at the game. The UTR is also a great way to show college coaches like, hey, I feel like I might deserve a scholarship. Here here are all my match results, and here is what my UTR is. Now, if you look at pros' UTR like Roger Federer or Rafael Nadal, they have pretty high ones with them having a 14 UTR or even a 15 to 16 UTR. Now, in some tournaments, they even have prize money that you can win if you make it all the way to the end or if you're one of the finalists. So there are multiple reasons on why to play a tournament and why you should prep for them. If you want to raise your UTR, they're a really great way to raise your UTR. If you want to play for money, there are specific tournaments that you have to find to play for that prize money. Now, for me, who wants to go to a good college and want to play tennis in college, I look for ones that help to raise my UTR and will give me a better chance of getting that, my UTR a lot higher. Now, tournaments don't only apply to tennis either. You can always get a group of friends together to make your own tournament if it's for a video game or maybe you're at an arcade and you want to have a little fun time with maybe a basketball uh, game or something like that. Anything can be a tournament. I know if I'm going to a place like Dave & Buster's where there's a whole bunch of arcade machines and I want to have a good time with my friends, I'll be like, hey, let's go play this basketball game. Let's see who can get the highest score throughout the entire day. And then we'll maybe like place a bet on it. Just something that is a little competitive while also we all can have a fun time. Now later on, I'm going to have one of my good friends, Chloe Noel, on, and we're going to talk about the Super Nintendo world and how that also relates to tournaments. Now the whole story of the Super Nintendo world is that you're playing for the Universal Cup in the Mario Kart ride. You're all competing for that on Team Mario to try to defeat Bowser on winning that cup. There's also a lot of other things around the land that you can do to create a tournament to see who's going to have the most coins throughout the entire day. So there's a lot of stuff that you can do in the land that we'll talk about later on. Now, if you want to play a tournament, I would recommend doing some things I said last episode where I talked about what you can do to help prep your tennis game. I'd maybe work on your strokes a little bit until they feel really comfortable and then I would also, the day before, be able to hydrate so then you know that you're ready for the tournament. you got to also think about what is your true intentions with the tournament. Are you playing it to maybe raise your UTR, or are you just playing it for fun and to be able to have a fun time while competing? Depending on which one you want to do, there are certain tournaments that might be for you. There are certain tournaments that are specifically for like maybe college players or people who want to try to get their UTR higher for college. And there's specific tournaments that might be a little fun like Dingles, which is a doubles and singles game. 
those sort of tournaments are designed for people who want to have the competitive aspect while also not really competing for anything important. Whatever your intentions are with the tournament, I feel like they are a really great way of keeping the love of the sport that you love or maybe the, th the video game that you love to play alive. I also think it could be cool to have a weekly game night with your friends to help you guys come closer together while also being able to play like games and everything that you love. Whatever you choose to do, I love tournaments and everything that they stand for. I feel like it is always a great way to be able to have that competition while also maybe having a little fun. I know I am sometimes a little too competitive and I, I am working on it, but even when I'm too competitive with my friends, we still have a fun time no matter who wins. So that's why I feel like everyone should be able to experience a tournament once in their life. Alright, so now I'm here with my good friend, Chloe Noel. Hello! Um, hi, I'm Chloe. I used to be an actor, and then for many years I was a YouTuber covering haunted attractions and theme park events. So you'd say you're sort of an expert on uh, theme parks? I wouldn't say that I'm an expert, but I'm definitely a huge nerd about theme parks, so well, I definitely thing. love talking about them. <laughs> it's a good thing, because we're talking about Super Nintendo World. Woohoo! Woohoo! Now first, what are your oh. thoughts on the land? Well, okay. So I really, I enjoyed the land, and there were also things that I didn't enjoy. So I was able to go and visit Super Nintendo World in Japan at Lucky. Universal Studios Osaka. Um, and it was incredible. I went last November, and I had a really good time. Um, for a while, I thought I wasn't going to be able to get on any of the attractions, but I was able to do pretty much everything. I didn't end up buying a power band, um... But I did observe a lot of other people using theirs, and I watched a couple of videos on, like, what the power band, um, like, experience includes. Um, I didn't get any of the food there, but I did look at a couple of the menu items, so I just tried to familiarize myself with the world as a whole while I was there. Now, for this episode, we're talking about, uh, like, tournaments and what mm -hmm. tournaments are, and I feel like it's interesting how the entire land is based around like you this whole leaderboard on who can get the most coins like like that tournament and then the Mario Kart ride is based on the uh universal like cup i think it's called mm -hmm. yep. where you're trying to race for that for team uh Mario to try to beat team Bowser now yeah. have you done any tournaments before um no, not really. I ha uh, I haven't really been in any tournaments. I'm not very sporty, so you might have to enlighten me on the topic because I'm not super familiar with it. But I do think it's interesting how these parks are now bringing a whole new level of immersion by including this leaderboard with coins and the power-up band system because it definitely invites guests to feel included in the world like they really are a you part feel like of you're something. a part of it yeah yeah and it and it encourages people to spend more time in the world and building together these fun memories with their families and also you get to compete against other people with common interests like obviously the nintendo world is going to be filled with nintendo fans and so it's a great way to meet new people and just connect with people in a super immersive environment
Yeah, when I went and I saw the leaderboard, I'm like, I have to get as as top of that leaderboard as I could get. And I found out someone has been there since the land has opened, been every day, and he has like a hundred thousand coins, and no one like is able to get anywhere close. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're definitely gonna get super fans. So I haven't been in Hollywood. Is there like a screen inside? Super Nintendo World that displays the leaderboard. So you go to like a little, you know, the checkpoint flags in like a Mario game. Mm -hmm. You go yeah. to those areas and you scan your band and then you can see the leaderboard from there. Or if you have the oh, app, cool. you can check it out from the app. Nice. That's really, really cool. So let's talk tournaments. Tell me a little bit about kind of, you know, enlighten me. I, I want to know. Oh, for me, I think tournaments are really fun to do. So, like, when I went to the Super Nintendo World, I created, like, a whole big tournament with our with my friends. Like, oh, hey, let's let's do a tournament. See who can do the best on the Mario Kart ride. Or let's see who can collect the most uh, coins throughout the entire day. I think it's fun to have that competition because it, not only are you, like, doing something you love, but you also are competing with your friends sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, like, even and tennis I tournaments, though, I'd love mm -hmm. to to be able to do the sport I love while also compete to, to try to get my uh, UTR up. Yeah, and I think it's really important. Obviously, with tennis, it's a sport. You play it on the court, and I feel like for a lot of people, it kind of ends there when really you can apply it to every aspect of your life, even if you aren't on the court and you aren't playing a tournament, you can be sharpening and perfecting your skills in at Super Nintendo World. Yeah, like the whole thing with the new ride, if, if uh, you guys haven't been on it, is uh, at certain points when you're about to do a turn, it's like a, an arrow will come up and be like, you got to turn this way. And I feel like that mm -hmm. helps with reaction time. Like I, mm -hmm. when I play tennis and go up to the net, you have to have a really good reaction time to be able to get the ball back or read where it's going. So mm -hmm. I feel like that really helped me with that ride, especially when I was competing with my friends. Uh, the other biggest thing that I think separates the the two lands is the Yoshi Dark Ride that's at um, Universal Studios Osaka and is coming to Epic Universe in 2025 with Super Nintendo World. Yeah, sadly, we don't get it in Hollywood. Unfortunately, but, but it was apparently, really interesting. Apparently, we might get the Donkey Kong expansion. I'm interested to see that. I know Universal Studios Hollywood is is in a very tough spot because it's severely limited with their space. Yeah. That's the um, big difference between Japan mm -hmm. and uh, and Hollywood is Hollywood is like a lot smaller the land. So when there's a lot mm -hmm. of people in there, it can sometimes feel like very compact compared to Japan yeah. where it's multiple stories. Mm -hmm. Well, that was also something that was interesting is that the, the pathways were quite narrow in Japan. So it felt really crowded. Um, did it had that same kind of crowded feeling in, in Hollywood? Yeah, everything was really clumped together. So when there was a lot of people, especially like in lines, it was it was tough. It, yeah. But in the Mario Kart like ride, once you got into the castle, because the queue doesn't start in the castle, you start by yeah. going through a pipe, and then mm -hmm. once you go up to the castle on the second floor, it it becomes like the the queue becomes really wide, so you have a lot of room, and I th oh, that was really good. nice. Yeah. That is really nice. And um, 
because another huge factor to Universal Studios Hollywood is the sound that the park generates with them being a working movie studio. They have to keep that in mind. But I believe from the concept art we've gotten, the Donkey Kong ride is primarily inside of a show building and and, and indoors. So it's possible that it could... um, that it could come to Hollywood. I hope so. But the but the Yoshi Dark Ride was very fun. It's obviously based on the Yoshi series. Yeah. Um, and it's a slow omni mover system. So very similar to like the Haunted Mansion or the Little Mermaid ride at Disney's California Adventure. And you get a good um, view of the land. You get a great view. And it it's there's indoor and outdoor sections. Um, you go past a, a little desert area, which I don't know. In the Mario levels, the desert, <laughs> the desert levels were always my favorite, um, because you would have to like aim those like shells at the the little like snake guys. I don't remember what I, they I were don't, called. I know but... I'm picturing them in my mind. I don't know. They're like stacked up on a tower. But oh my goodness, it was so. I remember it was so tough to beat those levels and talk about training. I would train myself hours to try to beat those levels. It was really intense. See, I had the same thing where I would, like, compete with my friends to try to see who can complete, like, some levels the fastest or things like that. Mm-hmm. So that that's yeah, how I, I, like, sharpened my skills by training beforehand before those tournaments that I had, too. Yeah, and competition and tournaments are in every aspect of our life. And I think that's, like, the biggest thing to focus on is training never really stops like yes official like conventional training on a tennis court is a a specific amount of time in your day but you go home you play video games that sharpen your reaction time your hand-eye coordination and it's there's a lot of unconventional ways to improve your skills and I think whether that's playing a video game, play, being at Super Nintendo World at a theme park, I think it's really important. And I think what, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think what re- might really set your tennis skills above everyone else's, and I'm talking about both you and, the, and, and our viewers, um, is finding unconventional ways to keep your, to maintain your training throughout all aspects of your life. I think what really sets a, a person apart is those who spend their time training on the court and then their training ends there and they don't think about tennis for the rest of their day as opposed to someone who trains on the court then goes and sees other ways that they could improve their skills while not necessarily just focusing on having a tennis racket in your hand. Yeah, like I say, like said before, tennis is a very mental sport, and it mm-hmm. also has a lot of like other factors to it. It's not just about oh hey, let me just go out and just hit like uh, tennis balls for over an hour. You got to mm-hmm. think about like strategy, and when you're in a tournament, it, a lot of pressure can be put on you. Like oh, if I don't win this point, I might be in trouble, 
things like mm -hmm. that so it's a really mental game of being able to forget about like points you lose or important points mm -hmm. and all that and being able to sometimes get into your opponent's head with what you do and the strategies mm -hmm. that you do so even if you're off the off the court there's a lot of things you can do like practice your hand-eye coordination because that's really important mm -hmm. in tennis or practice like some strategies like here and there yeah and like you were saying um another huge part of tournaments is trying to manage your own nerves and your own stress and obviously tournaments and, and competition in any sense is can be a very stressful thing for a lot of people there's yeah. a lot of pressure on you and so i think stress management is a huge part of it it's something that i think everyone needs to like focus on and dedicate time to not only handling their stress better in the moment, but taking time to re relax and de-stress afterwards. And again, I think that's where like Super Nintendo World ties in. Like you're spending a lot of time training and focusing on things. Sometimes it's important to just say, yeah, I've, you know, I've done a lot of training. I've been working really hard. It's time to just let loose and have fun. Yeah. Because if you don't give yourself that time to relax, that stress is going to build up and it could come to a head while you're in the middle of a tournament. And that's not something you want. I know like some days uh, I'll just be like mentally like stressed or like not as strong as I usually am. And mm -hmm. I sometimes just need a week off or just a day. And yeah. maybe that, that could be just staying at home or maybe that could be going to Super Nintendo World, just doing whatever you can to to relax yourself, to basically hit that reset button in your mind. Okay, so now that we talked about a little bit about tournaments and what we liked about the land, what mm -hmm. what are some things you didn't like about the land? Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> you have a whole list of, list of things. Um, the biggest one that people focus on is the speed of the Mario Kart ride. It is a very slow moving dark ride for for a ride based on a game where you have to go fast it's very slow <laughs> yes yes and i i've seen a lot of arguments being of people being like well it, it's a racing game you have to go fast and the biggest counterpoint to that is well this is a ride that's obviously being marketed to children they want it to make it accessible for families because Yes, there are a lot of older Nintendo fans, but it is still a huge franchise with younger kids. Yeah. And so I understand that they want to make it accessible to to younger kids. I was really hoping that we would get a ride system that was very similar to Test Track or Radiator Springs Racers um, at Disney's California Adventure or at... Uh, Epcot with Test Track. See, I was hoping for something like maybe towards Autopia at Disneyland where you get to actually drive the Mario Kart and yeah. be able to ride yeah. maybe across Rainbow Road or like a different track. I went on the Mario Kart ride. Another aspect, and this is where I have my biggest criticisms, was the um, the augmented reality goggles that you wear during the ride. Um, I personally just think that the ride itself is so beautiful the practical effects the set pieces everything that went into the actual dark ride is gorgeous that i felt like it didn't need to have this this ar on top of it um 
but I understand it definitely felt immersive and it was really cool to be able to collect coins and mystery boxes and that added a whole new level to the ride I think uh, at first it was very weird to have the AR goggles, but after like getting mm -hmm. used to it, I felt like it sometimes did take away from the practical sets because you're looking mm -hmm. all around. That's how you aim with it. You have to look yeah. at the target that you want to aim at and then press the trigger. So sometimes it did take away from it. And I think uh, being able to ride it maybe without the AR goggles one time could be an interesting mm -hmm. thing yeah you won't probably be able to collect any coins but it would uh seem pretty cool to be able to just go on the on the ride looking only at the practical effects yeah i i definitely definitely agree and um the, i know that was a very intense analysis of uh <laughs> the mario kart ride but i i do really enjoy it um and then I think the queue is really great for it. Like, I don't have any problems with the ride. I think it's it's a fun ride so that kids can mm -hmm. enjoy it. The queues mm -hmm. being, like, having every new area in the queue being, like, a themed after a different Mario level is yeah. is really cool. And the amount of references in the castle. I, mm -hmm. I, the one thing I don't really like about the land is in Hollywood. I know in Japan it's not really a big problem. But in Hollywood, be, having it be so small... It can be hard to like move around and the power up band is a slap bracelet so uh -huh. i found out i found like some of the times it started to like come off and that could be very annoying yeah so it i really like being able to like go and collect coins and everything but sometimes it was starting to come off and then they have yeah. the key challenges too which you're you're doing the key challenge for like what like five ten seconds and the lines can be like thirty to an hour, thirty minutes to an hour long. Yeah, and it, well, it, it's you're crazy. gonna get that with any new experience, and I'm sure. Obviously, the biggest thing with a small land and a huge crowd that wants to experience it is crowd control. Nintendo World, I'm excited to experience it in Hollywood because it definitely did feel small in Japan. There was a lot of people, the walkways were very narrow, and it got a little overwhelming at times. I will say that, obviously, there's a lot of moving pieces to the set pieces and the different atmosphere elements, um, which got a, was very cool. I love the kinetic movement of the land, but it got a little overwhelming at times, so I would be interested to see kind of what transferred over if they expanded the walkways um, to kind of adapt to a Western audience. And I believe Hollywood isn't multi-leveled, correct? No. You can at yeah. one point go up, like, up a stairs to, like, a observation deck to look down, okay. but it's all really on the same level. Okay, because I believe Japan has, like, two. Two to two, three? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even then when you were at the very bottom, cause it kind of is like, um, um, like an inverse pyramid. So it kind of goes down and gets smaller as it goes down. Um, it got a little overwhelming, like standing at the very bottom and having kind of the whole world kind of tower over you. So I honestly like, I'm a huge fan of levels at a theme park. I think it's very, like very important to have different visual levels, but 
I feel like I'm kind of glad that they made it all one floor because the multiple floors in Japan just got a little coming. I mean, overall, I really do like the land. I like the ride, and I, I think it does a great job of immersing yourself into the world of uh, Mario. Mm -hmm. And I would recommend that if anyone hasn't gone to it to just experience it. Hopefully, after a while, it will get not as busy. I know it's going to be busy for a long time, but I'm hoping Yeah. like some of the crowds will die down a bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you haven't gone, I would totally recommend it. Definitely. I'm I'm really excited to pick my date to go out and check out Hollywood's version and then I'm obviously counting down the days till Epic Universe cuz I I cannot I want to go wait so bad. to experience it. All right, so now that we talked a little bit about Super Nintendo World, both Hollywood and Japan, do you think the land is in or out? in i would say it's in i think it is a huge a huge development and a huge game changer for the theme park industry it shows that a video game being brought to life in a theme park space is definitely something people want to see obviously the attendance of super nintendo world has been insane and so i feel like it's going to It's going to be a game changer. I feel like we are going to see more theme park franchises being brought into the immersive entertainment space. So Yeah, I would definitely say it's in. I would agree. I think we everyone probably thought like, oh, it can't get any more like immerse when uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge came out in Disney, like because that was so immersive with every little thing. And then now Super Nintendo World came out with all of it feeling like you are in the Mario like world Mario levels with the power up band being able to grab coins. You know, to do the little mini games and watch like as blocks move and characters move. I think it's a really, really good way of showing people like, hey, even a video game can be adapted into a, a theme park land or like a whole attraction. Yeah, All right. Well, I totally agree. that's our thoughts on Super Nintendo World. Now, you guys tell me, do you think the land is in or out? Thank you guys for listening. Thank you.